we can all get busy. But showing up and doing this kind of work is as important as anything else. So I could find a million reasons not to do a DI or my daily practice. But the more I did, the more miracles would happen in my life. From To Be Magnetic, this is The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As the leading destination for neural manifestation, we dispel the woo-woo in order to help you create real, tangible results based on neuroplasticity, psychology, epigenetics, and energetics. Our goal is to normalize the practice of manifestation and empower you to get into the driver's seat of your life in order to manifest the experiences, relationships, and things that most align with your authenticity. Part of our manifestation process entails expanding past your limiting subconscious beliefs. Therefore, by tuning into this podcast with interviews from experts, thought leaders, spiritual teachers, scientists, and those with neural manifestation success stories, you're starting the process of expanding your subconscious in order to see to believe that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, the process begins. Welcome back, everyone, to the Expanded Podcast. Jessica here. We are getting so close to the holiday season, and if you guys are tuning in to the podcast or have checked out our Instagram, you know we are deep in the manifestation challenge. That challenge is running from December into January to help you call in the next version of self right now. It's a really magnetic time because a lot of triggers and tests and emotional waves can kind of come throughout this time, and we can really double down on our authenticity, set intention and purpose for what we want to call in in the new year and set us up for success on the other side. So if you haven't joined along in the manifestation challenge yet, it is a free portal within the pathway membership. You can join at any time. We have four live zoom calls that will be on replay for the ones have already aired. And we have one more live in-person one where you can ask questions for Lacey and I. All the details will be in that portal. And if you're not a Pathway member yet, we are having our biggest sale of the year going on. You can spin the spinner and lock in one of the biggest discounts of the year. We are so excited to connect with you guys. People are manifesting already like crazy. In the challenge so far, we have found our authentic code, the things that really connect us to our core essence, crafted our list, found our expanders, cleared space. And I just want to read off some of the things that people are already starting to manifest just to give you inspiration to continue to stick with the challenge. And if you haven't signed up yet to inspire you to join. So you guys wrote in manifested. $50 off the pack and play wanted to get for their baby, tools for new creative hobbies and opportunities for job securities. A surprise bill came up for house renovations and received a check for almost the exact amount, clarity, stronger boundaries and presence, a job offer that is remote and triple my current salary. Oh my gosh. 50% off for the wedding dress, a ring, more pay this month and bonus that they had no idea was coming in, more clients for a business, three this week alone. Community was on this person's list and they ran into so many old friends this past week. 
aligning them on their path. The perfect accountability buddy, I love that. A car, someone was very excited about that one with all the emojis. Authentically aligned wardrobe, thrifted for under $100. Blue box glasses, nominated for teacher of the year, yay, congratulations. Free furniture and a solo art exhibit. A four-star hotel stay under 100 a night. I got one of those too over the holiday break in New York. So excited for that. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm looking at like hundreds of submissions that you guys have written in. What's really cool about this is that A, people are already manifesting. We're just starting to move into the unblocking and expanding and passing test period. And I think people are already, once they even crafted their list, they're already starting to see things work and come through. So definitely use this for expansion and use this for motivation to double down on the work and know it is so possible that you can connect with your thing. I also don't want you to use this as discouragement. I had a few people write in to me that said, I'm so envious people are manifesting already. Why am I not? How do I continue self-worth along this journey if I'm not manifesting yet? Just like it doesn't matter where you're at in the challenge, if you're caught up to where we're at, or if you're just starting fresh today, you are on your own perfect divine timing. So trust that the path is happening for your highest good and in your highest good. If you're not manifesting yet, it just means you need to keep unblocking, keep expanding, keep passing tests, and keep showing up for the work. People are at all different stages with this. So if people are manifesting really quickly, their self-worth was probably really closely aligned to what they were calling in before even going through this work. If you're calling in something really big, just know it's going to take a bit more time. Don't lose faith. You are at your own perfect timing. This is licensing for anyone out there who's like, oh, you guys are a few weeks in. I don't even want to start. This is your sign to start and join the challenge. It's going to be probably the best thing that you can do for yourself this year. So I highly recommend it. Connect with us in the Mighty Networks group. You have a community that you can go to and ask for tips and advice completely free also within the Pathway membership. And we're just so excited to see where this takes everyone over the next few weeks. So check the show notes for a link to our sale code to get into the pathway for one of our lowest rates of the year. That again is for new members and can't be applied retroactively. So make sure to look out for new insights for the manifestation challenge. And we are so excited to connect with you. It's gonna be an incredible year. And now a word from our partners. As you know, at To Be Magnetic, we are huge fans of the company Blue Blocks. And what's so exciting is they're constantly innovating and coming out with new products and ways to help biohack our health and get us to the most optimal functioning state. So one of the products that they came out with this year, as you know, we love their Remedy Sleep Mask. And they recently came out with the Remedy Air. So it's a full elastic band instead of the Velcro and is really good for side and stomach sleepers. I am someone who is completely sleeping on their hands and, and sideways. And as much as I love the Remedy mask, I was looking for something that would help me in those nights when I'm tossing all around to not fall off my face. And so I really wanted to try the Remedy Air. 
It's so silky soft. It really attaches. It has the eye holes the same as the original one. And it's 100% machine washable. So it's really easy to just toss in the washing machine clean. And it's great to travel with. Still has 100% blue light blocking. It's excellent for winding down. And it's just like another great tool and piece to have and an option to have within the sleep mask world. It is so imperative to be sleeping in 100% blue light blocking spaces. And since that's really hard to do, having the sleep mask really gets you into that deeper sleep. The other thing that I've been using by them is their red light therapy device, the Hive Mini. I think I've talked about this once before on here, but I'm relatively new to the red light therapy world. And so when we got this from Blue Blocks to test out and see how we liked it, I actually became such a huge fan because I saw results so quickly, even though results do gradually build up over time. So the Hive Mini, it's a more affordable, portable option of their red light therapy devices. You may have seen people with the masks with red light on their face. Red light is so helpful for the skin. It helps with wrinkles and aging and really surface level conditions to the skin, inflammation, scar tissue, and it really helps to boost collagen. So this device not only has the red light in it for the skin, which you can see the effects of it from 10 to 20 minutes a day in treatments, but it also has infrared light. And the infrared light helps to penetrate deeper into the muscle to really create a healing reaction. It helps with stiffness, soreness. If you have muscle tension, injury, it can all help speed recovery. And recently I had an awful, awful migraine and knots in the top of my neck that was causing the migraine. So I put on the red light hive mini, I put on my sleep air mask and just lay down for 20 minutes, allowing the red light to just penetrate the muscles on my neck. And I kid you not, it relieved my migraine. This is not medical advice. Everyone's going to be different. This is just my own unique experience with it. It was so, so, so helpful. I didn't have to go out to a masseuse. I didn't have to go see an acupuncturist, which I'm sure all of those things would have helped as well. I couldn't get into any of those sessions that day. And this just helped me at home soothe this migraine and really help my recovery process so much. So if you want to check out the Hive Mini or any of their red light therapy devices, they even have massive size ones if you want to do a full body recovery piece, or if you want to check out any of their sleep mask, including their new Remedy Air, which is a bit lighter and a medium touch pressure around the eyes, head to the link in our bio, use the code MAGNETIC, all caps, M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C for 15% off. So gut health is something that I am so adamant and excited by. I'm always looking for new ways to boost my gut and immune system because the gut is really such a powerhouse of our immune system and our overall functioning. I've been a huge fan of probiotics for quite some time and always question sort of the efficacy of them and how effectively they were working. A lot in the past, they would work for the first few days, but after that, I wouldn't really notice any long-term impacts. And then we were introduced to Seed, who we're huge fans of here at TBM. And listening to the science behind Seed, I knew I had found my go-to probiotic. 
They have it in a prebiotic capsule, which helps get all of the probiotics into the part of the digestive tract where it really supports all of the gut bacteria that is needing to be boosted in that space. It has a 100% survival rate with the two-in-one capsule to make sure it's surpassing your stomach bile and your stomach acids, whereas a lot of the competition in probiotics, only 20% of the probiotics actually make it to the spot that it is needing to get to in order to support your gut health. They have 24 different strains. They have 53 AFU, which is more accurate than CFU, which shows you how many strains actually reach the colon and the digestive tract. It helps strengthen your gut barrier, immune, cardiovascular, skin health, really, really helps with leaky gut. They are also backed by Dr. Gregory Reed, who is the one who coined the term probiotic. He is their chief scientist. So it's really profound that they're doing so much diligent research. They're on the forefront of everything with probiotics and gut health and are also making everything so sustainable. The packaging is sustainable. Everything's compostable. There's one glass jar you get with your purchase and a travel jar per customer. And then you get a monthly refill in algae paper that you can recycle and toss all of the probiotics into your glass jar every month. They have so much science on their website, really detailing how this is so supportive for the health of your gut and overall body. And I've just noticed a stronger gut barrier from using this consistently. If I do wind up eating something that isn't clean, I know that my probiotic is going to help me not completely go off track and keep things in balance when I'm lacking the nutrition until I get back on a good healthy eating routine. And if you use the code TBM15, you can receive 15% off your first month subscription to see it. So if you're looking for a probiotic, been thinking about getting one, this is going to be the ultimate probiotic, fully backed by science and also so sustainably sound. Enjoy. All right, on to the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another process episode. So today's guest actually submitted for a video testimonial that we post on our YouTube channel. It is linked in the show notes in case you want to check out other ones where people walk us through their stories of what they manifested. And today's guest, Hanan, was actually so requested from so many of you because you really deeply resonated with her story. Hanan is a very spiritual and tapped in person, but also very practical and logistic minded. So opening herself up to the possibility of manifestation was something that was sort of new for her at the time. And she is one of the most magnetic manifestors. She has called in so many things, the biggest of which was her dream home that she was able to rent in Turkey. And What was so incredible about the home that she manifested is that she wrote down blue shutters, specific tiles in the kitchen, the outside being a certain style and way. And it was the first time she really carved out something that was in her style, in her essence, as she'd always kind of gone with the flow with anyone that she was living with. And this really felt like something authentic to her. And these little signs in the home were in such alignment with bolstering that trust muscle. 
these things within the home were really just signs that she needed to bolster her chest muscle that this was the right space. She also made sure to be intentional with why she needed those things, how it was going to help her overall well-being, how it was going to help her craft her business, and further align with her purpose. She also manifested an incredible assistant which was a daunting task when she first laid out and then it wound up moving through with ease. And she walks through the programming and triggers that were coming up for her around a large bill that came through and how to move through that lack mentality as well. She's such an incredible guest. She shares so openly and honestly, and I know you guys are gonna love this episode. Without further ado, here is Hanan. Today we have a very special guest, Hanan, and we are so excited to have her on today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And you said my name perfectly. Yay. I made sure <laughs> to like listen in the video. I was like, okay, how exactly is she pronouncing it? But it actually was very easy to pronounce. It was awesome. Thank you. Yes. So let's start off with our, our little primal triad. So do you know your sun, moon, and rising sign? Okay, so I'm an Aries, sun, and my ascendant is in Aquarius, and my moon is Scorpio. Oh, that's so cool. I have my moon in Scorpio, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm still, I know a little bit of astrology, not so much, but I'm diving into it slowly, but surely. Same here. We always ask, because I think it's really interesting to see there's kind of different personality or character traits or similarities between certain signs. And when you hear someone in the episode, you might be like, oh, yeah, that was definitely an Aries energy or whatever it may yeah. be. So it makes sense. You seem like a very good manifester and Aries are supposed to be one of the fastest manifestors out there. So that seems to make a lot of sense. That's so interesting because I look at it from a human design perspective. So I've been doing this human design course and it's just mind boggling. So in human design, I'm a manifester type. I don't know if you know the types, manifester, projector, generator, manifesting generator, reflector, and it's a whole science on its own. So I do, I do agree with you, Aries. Sometimes I do feel, am I an Aries energy? But I'm like, yeah, when, when things like this pull through, it does make sense. <laughs> well, and then you have so much sort of creative and flowy and channeling energy through the Aquarius and the Scorpio. So if you don't feel Aries, it might be those other energies coming in too. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so what is your cultural background and upbringing? And also, where are you calling us in from? Because I think that'll be expansive as well. Okay. So my father is from Saudi Arabia. I am born and raised there. And my mom is Hawaiian. They met in the States. He was there on scholarship. And long story short, they fell in love, got married, and she moved to Saudi. And I'm the eldest of four. So that's me. I grew up very much in isolation somewhat. So yes, I did travel in the summers and visited the States to see my mom's part of the family. But I did grow up now at the age of 33, I realized a bit shielded from the world. And there's a lot of healing now happening. So I'm now calling in from Turkey. That's a whole story on its own. I moved here the intention was I wasn't supposed to move here. I came here for a visit. My sister lives here. She's married. And we just came for a visit prior to going to Bali. So I hold, I'm a yoga teacher. I had a yoga studio in Saudi and we do yoga retreats in Bali, Nepal, Morocco, India, and lots of places around the world. And we came here for a visit, like a pit stop before going to Bali. 
And then COVID hit and obviously all the world, everything just, it hit people in different ways, but um, we just decided to stay here. And here I am two years later, still in Turkey. A lot of growth has happened during this period. And this is where I found least well, to be magnetic throughout these two years. So how did the transition go from, because you grew up in Saudi Arabia your whole life pretty much, right? Yes. So how was the transition from going from there to Turkey? Saudi can come off to a lot of people very much like secretive. It's an Islamic country. There's a lot of uh, perceptions about Saudi. But every time I traveled, I'm like, you guys, it's not what you guys see. It's There's a lot more to Saudi than what the media covers. But I realized one of my biggest things, and I realized this doing the unblocked shadow on To Be Magnetic, is that I found myself constantly having to justify or explain like, oh, by the way, Saudi or where I come from is not as conservative or as not as closed-minded as you guys think. And I found myself constantly justifying that. But the truth is I did struggle with that so much growing up. I want to admit it, but it was just very hard to admit it. Honestly, I'll just say it. Like there's this righteousness, right? Like I grew up in a really amazing place too. It's not as bad. I found myself, like I said, trying to justify it so much. But the truth is there's a lot of stuff maybe traumas, maybe just a lot of stuff that I'm now living in Turkey that I realize, oh, there's so many things that I wasn't allowed to experience. Or there are so many things that I, even if I thought to experience it, I was maybe looked down upon or segmented in a way where, uh, are frowned upon. So a lot of things are coming up for me, specifically in COVID. So already have a lot of things coming up to the surface and then realizing, oh, You've lived the majority of your life suppressed. And here I am today just allowing myself to use my voice. Like even now speaking to you, I'm just even checking in with my my body, with my nervous system and just being like, you're safe. You can share this. You won't be judged. This is such a big deal for me right now. I do use my voice a lot. I do have a lot of content. So I have my own platform and I, I share many things. But specifically to be able to share this story with you and whoever's listening to this podcast, this on its own is very healing for me. It's so interesting when you go back and start to unpack things from childhood or programming or things that may have came up and you may have felt safe in so many ways and you may have felt, you know, joy and happiness and enjoyed the space you were in. And when we kind of look back at all of our programming, there's a inclination to say like, oh, wait a second, I didn't want that and I didn't like this and I wanted to do this differently and I wish I had more ability to do this differently. But it doesn't negate the beautifulness of the experience as well. Not at all. Yeah, I think it's so important to honor that too. There's always something to learn. There's always places to grow and improvement, but you don't have to ever release any of the beautifulness of it as well. Definitely, definitely. I think personally for me, it was just like allowing myself to feel the things that are really not so nice, right? So one thing that I've realized over the years is just like I kind of bypassed or hopped over certain things just because it was uncomfortable. In the past two years, I've realized that I have to lean into the discomfort a little bit in order for shifts to happen in my life. So I can't just expect things to just like, I don't know, evaporate or just go away or just to leave because they do come back. They do come back. And I think the big thing for me here is 
just allowing myself to say, okay, yes, there was a lot of beauty. I do acknowledge the pain, uh, validate my own pain and grow through it. One thing I'm curious to see how you work through this, but there's so much body tension when we are shifting from a place of like our whole life, we felt we weren't allowed to do this. And now we're in a space where we actually are safe to do this or say this or act this way, but our body's still scared. It's kind of stuck in the past still. And we have to reassure it that it's okay in the present moment. Are there any practices that you specifically go to, to try to help calm your nervous system and allow it to feel safe? I love that. I love that. That's so interesting because unconsciously sometimes I find myself, well, I notice now my body, like you said, tensing up. Uh, I've struggled a lot with TMJ issues, like experiencing a locked jaw and just getting tension around certain parts of my body, grinding my teeth at night. There's so many things. I just realized, okay, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? And there's a lot of times where I just, we were saying just a while ago, like not feeling the sense of safety, like this is actually a really nice story. When I first moved to Turkey, so Turkey is, it's an Islamic country as well, but there's a lot of freedom here as well. So you're not forced to, to do certain things. Like there's, there's a lot of openness and a lot of tolerance, if you will. And one thing was, that was very fascinating for me is hearing the call of prayer uh, in the background. So we, there's the Islamic call of prayer five times a day, and we hear it in Saudi and the majority of Arab countries and in Turkey. But what was fascinating is in Ramadan, Ramadan is like the fasting month, and it's 30 days where people fast. You fast from dawn and you eat when it, it's around 6 p.m. when the sun sets. And what was interesting in Saudi is it's mandatory, whether you are a practicing Muslim or not, that everybody fasts. And if you're not fasting, you fake it, <laughs> but you do not express that you're not fasting. And one thing that was very fascinating for me is seeing people in Turkey literally openly not fasting in an Islamic country. So I noticed myself like walking in the street, like you were asking, like my body suddenly tenses up, like, am I doing something wrong if I'm not fasting? Even though I can see people around me, other people are not fasting and they're showing it and it's fine. But my body immediately goes into that state of tense and like, I should be afraid right now. And one of the practices that I've done is I would sit down, close my eyes for a quick second. It doesn't matter where I am. One thing that I really helps soothe me is taking my hand, just the palm of my hand and putting it on my chest and feeling like my skin and just like inhaling long exhale and just saying, I am here. I am here with my own voice. I say it sometimes out loud, sometimes silently in my heart. I'm here. You are safe. I do that a few rounds and I just gradually slowly open up my eyes and I call myself back here because obviously my body is experiencing something from the past. So that, that's one of the techniques that I do. I think that's so beautiful. There's something to the skin to skin contact, especially in the heart space. Maybe it's like a nurturing from a mother or whatever the connection is, but there's something really powerful, not through your t-shirt, but fully skin to skin of hand to chest that really is so soothing. It's wild. Definitely. And it's, for me specifically, it's on my right hand on the left part of my chest. So obviously you can touch anywhere you want, but for me, it's just feeling as well my heartbeat because the heart races, right? So we don't realize it, but the pattern of the way we're breathing changes and we don't notice it. It's not necessarily I'm controlling the experience, but I'm just allowing myself to be in command of 
by breathing. So not letting my breathing control me. An inhale, a soft inhale in, in, I count to three or to four and a long exhale out. And I just, it helps regulate me back again. So going from that, I'm so scared to, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of actually right now. You're safe. I love that. That's such a good practice and such an easy one for anyone to do at any point in time as well. 100%. Okay. So how did you find TBM and what was on your manifestation list? So as I mentioned, I was doing human design work and I was doing these sessions or consultations with this phenomenal woman. Woman, Her name is Kira Doyle. She's based in the States. And we did many sessions and she mentioned to me something about doing a DI with Lacey, the clarity exercise. You can try that for free and just try it out. She was telling me, Hanan, you can really manifest anything. And I I understood it, but it sounded a bit woohoo for me. Like, oh yeah, I can manifest anything, whatever, you know? (laughs) And then I realized when she told me to do the work or try the, the clarity exercise, I immediately got on and I really found myself diving deep into it onto the to the platform and just checking it out. And then I was like, first of all, visually, I really, really, really liked it. This might sound silly, but I just found it very credible suddenly because I do have a very logical side as well. And it just made sense. It's not woohoo, like I'm all about spirituality and I'm, I have all my rituals and stuff, but as well, I do have, like I said, a logical side and I I need something that doesn't seem too overly positive or overly promising. And then I found myself doing the clarity exercise and it just clicked with me immediately. And then I signed up immediately for the year. I was just like, I'm committed to this all in. And literally for a month, I just was focusing on the how to manifest. And I just started writing down things. So like I said, I came to Turkey. We had to cancel our retreats in Bali. And that was a lot of income for us that we we lost. So when we came to Turkey, we had our bank account was at a good number. And the idea was we were going to travel between Bali and Turkey and a few other countries with the money that we've made from the retreats prior to the COVID thing happening. And when COVID hit, we had to return everybody their money back. So our bank account went from a number all the way down to a minus. It was really devastating. Of course, it was, like I said, devastating for a lot of people, I can imagine. And that's when I just realized, okay, I would love to go back to Saudi, but at the same time, something is telling me, stay in Turkey. Something, just something. And it's not really logical. It was just my husband and I together, we just decided we'll, we'll stay in Turkey. I started writing down on my manifestation list that we wanted to find a house a nice spacious house. So we were launching a platform and we do we shoot a lot of content. So we were very particular of having a really nice frame for where we're shooting our content on. So I wrote that on my manifestation list. I was looking for an assistant. There were certain things like I was very clear, like she had to speak English and Arabic, somebody very open and like very enthusiastic. So I wrote all of this stuff down. When I wrote the stuff down through How to Manifest, I wrote some small things. The big things were like the house, the assistant. I think these were the two big things. But there was a small, a few other things that I wrote down that all came through. And I was like, is this really working? Is like How to Manifest (laughs) really, is this really happening? And then I found myself broadening things, like writing bigger things. But I found myself just really committed to the work. Yeah. Well, what's so interesting too, is when you say I really needed that 
sort of tangible, practical credibility to it. I felt the same way when I turned to the work because all of the manifestation stuff that I had heard before, I would get really excited by the premise, but then I would read the nuts and bolts and it was a lot of just do it, just say yes, just move into the vortex, just be positive all the time. And I was like, well, that's not really possible because if people could just do it, then everyone would be doing that. So there has to be something else here going on that's preventing people from manifesting. And why are some people able to manifest and some people aren't? And what's the deal here? And it wasn't until, you know, I found Lacey's work that the psychology and neuroscience aspect and understanding that we are acting in a way that's operating from our, you know, limiting beliefs and all of these old looping patterns. And once we change them, then we can connect with things. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. This is that missing connector piece. So it makes so much sense for you that once you discover that you were like, okay, I'm in, I'm committed. Let's manifest some stuff. Yeah, like you just said, the limiting beliefs. I didn't realize I had all these limiting beliefs. That's the thing. Like you think you can just, yeah, I'll call this in, I'll manifest that. But why isn't it working? Why aren't these things coming through? And I realized my self-worth in certain things was not where it should be if I really want to call these things in. If I don't believe that I'm really worthy of this house, and why, why do I feel, why do I have this feeling that I'm not worthy? Where is this coming from? It's like this puzzle I started to piece together. Oh, there's a lot of stuff from my childhood specifically. We all know from like the age of maybe seven, where there's a lot of programming that like the main programming happens. Yeah, zero to seven. And then even it goes to 14 too sometimes. And I just like, I re realized, whoa, I have a lot of stuff. Even though I come off very confident that I have my stuff together, I can do anything. But when it came down to certain things, yeah certain things were not coming through. This is, I find for me, where the big, big breakthroughs happened is when, and I'm not exaggerating, I would literally do a DI, a trigger DI, for example. Every single time I did a trigger DI, I'm talking literally in three, four days, something would come through. Boom. That's your fast track to magnetism right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then I did experience. So one of the things in How to Manifest is the magic dark. Right. So after we do the work, there's the test, finding expanders, tests that come through. Oh my God, saying no was so difficult sometimes. Just like, no, even though it seems very appealing, there could be some financial abundance coming through with this opportunity, but it's just not a yes. It's not a yes. An account that I check every day, me, my, all my friends, is the To Be Magnetic account. And honestly, the content that you guys produce is just out of this world. And one of the posts that I constantly go back to is, no, is one of the most magnetic words. It really is learning to say no, even when it's scary. It's so interesting too, because you, you had mentioned in your submission video that you felt you were limiting yourself even writing your list. And so when you were putting sort of the details for your home, you're like, this is good enough. And then as you were like, no, why am I holding back all of the things I want? Let's test that. You know, let's put everything that I actually want on and then we'll figure out how to get there from that. How did that dynamic show up? So when you're on survival, when you're in a new country, you don't have a community here, you don't have like that 
cushion of money that you're sitting on. You're well, I felt that I was just on a survival wave. So you should just be okay with having any house, whatever it is. And I realized because I'm doing a lot of work on myself, I found myself feeling demotivated, slightly bitter. I'm going to be honest and say kind of like uh, jealous from a lot of people, but they're living their life and they're experiencing and how are they? And and then I realized, Hannah, you can do the same. You've You've experienced a lot of wonderful things in your life. Tap into that. Again, because I wasn't able to really allow myself to imagine having nice things or having a spacious house, a very nice house. It just seemed too far-fetched for me. So doing the work, being committed to doing the DIs, even though sometimes everything in my body is just saying, I'd rather, I don't know, do anything else. Something was pulling me, sit down, hear this out, write down what you really want. I would go onto Pinterest and just create a board. I created a board and I would allow it to just expand me a bit. It was hard to find expanders. So in general, I was just like, I don't have any expanders here. Who can I find as an expander? And I found certain expanders. And it was very important to me that I would find expanders that have some sort of a, the same upbringing as me. So that, that are, have some Arab roots to them, didn't grow up very rich. And I did. Honestly, that was a struggle for me. And then, and, and I did. And then I was just like, okay, how are they living? Because to be honest, I didn't even know what kind of style of house did I like. So I did, I'm 33, yes, but like I graduated college. We don't, after you graduate college, it's not a common practice that women live on their own and they have their own apartment. I didn't know really what my style was. Anyways, I get married to my wonderful husband and even living with my husband, I didn't know what my style was still. So we were kind of like, I don't know, just the basics, having like a, a nice couch, a nice bed, basic things, but not really having, knowing what my style is. So in these past two years, I'm starting to lean towards things, certain things, like certain things. And that's when I started to create my Pinterest board. So I just put a bunch of stuff on my Pinterest board. I was very specific about certain things, like a Greek style home with this blue extension box. It's like a window box from outside of the house. It's like a certain shade of blue. I, I found myself really liking green tiles. I was like, oh, green tiles would look nice in a bathroom. Found that on Pinterest. Certain tiles for the kitchen. Oh, I like that. Save that on my Pinterest board. Specific things. I'm like, oh, this is my style. I really like this. I kid you not. <laughs> After a month of like searching for homes, we found just an apartment, a nice apartment that we were staying in for almost like 11 months. And it came time to renew our contract. And we kept searching, searching. We, we didn't find anything that we liked uh, and things were really over our budget. So we decided to move back. So we, we live in a coastal city. We live in a, a city called Izmir, right by the water. It's really beautiful here. But we were like, let's just go back to Istanbul. We were, we were there in Istanbul for, for a short while. Let's just go back there and maybe we'll find a house there. Literally, while I was sitting in a meeting with my husband, he just gets a pop-up notification from this website where he searches for homes. And he's like, oh, there's something on here. He kind of like does his own thing and checks it out. And he's like, listen, do you want to go see this house? I just got this email. I didn't even see the house with him through the computer. I didn't see the house with, with him on the computer. He's like, yeah, let's just go out and check it out. I was like, okay, sure. But we, we, we want a break from work anyways. We get into the car, drive up to this, it seemed like a new complex. While we're driving up to the house, it's an exact replica of my Pinterest board. 
Oh, insane. When you were describing the details, too, of what you wanted in your house and then what your actual home that you went to go see and ultimately get was, I have never seen such a spot on detail for detail. And, and like spot on, like I'm, I'm saying even like there's this blue, I like, I like blue doors. I want the house to have a blue door and I had a blue door. So driving up and seeing the blue door and the blue extension box from outside of the house, I was, my eyes started to hyperventilate, literally. And then talk about going into the home, the more details that you discover, and then also how you felt in the moment when you had found this space. We walk in, the real estate agent was there. I'm looking at him like dubsmacked. I just couldn't, honestly, it was so big that I couldn't take it all in at the moment. My husband kind of knew what I, what I saved on my Pinterest board, but he didn't grasp all the details. So I walk in, I'm like, immediately, the first thing that I ask is, how much is the house? And it's as if this self-sabotage voice comes out, it wanted to just like destroy this moment for me and say, you're not going to be able to afford it anyways. And I was like, oh, this voice, it was like this too good to be true moment. What I'm grateful for is that I didn't allow that voice to really conquer me and just lead, but I allowed myself to walk around the house and there was two other families checking the house at the same time we were looking at the house. So the voice was saying, it's either going to be out of your budget completely, or number two, one of these families are going to get it, not you. They're going to choose these other couples, not you. So when I went to the bathroom, I saw the green tiled bathroom. I'm like, no way, no way. I go to the kitchen. I'm like, what is going on here? And I literally take a video of the whole house. And then I just asked Haytham. I'm like, my husband, Haytham. I was like, just stay here for a minute. I need to go to the car and just sit in the car. I did the same thing, like my hand on my chest, started to breathe, regulate myself. And I literally said, Hanan, this is meant for you. This is meant for you. You're going to make this work. So I calm down, go out to the real estate agent. He tells us the price. It was out of our budget. They were asking for like a three-month deposit and a one-year advance payment for the house. And I'm like, no, this is going to be too much. And then we met the owner of the house, lovely older couple. Uh, they just purchased the house and they were renting it. They want to move back into the house in the next two years. They're like, but we're looking for a small family to rent the house while we retire and all and decide to move in. We ask him to bring down the price a little bit. He does. We ask him to remove the three-month deposit. And he does. And honestly, I know this might sound to a lot of people like, oh, she was just lucked out. But it was not luck. I want to just emphasize on the magic dark. We were searching for four months, religiously, like that's all we did for four months and we couldn't find anything. But I just kept listening to the podcasts. I kept listening to a lot of success stories and then continuing to say no. And it did feel like, when is this thing going to come through? And that's when we decided to move back to Istanbul, like this thing is not going to come through. And when we decided to move to another city is when this came through. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey, or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest. 
Unblocked Inner Child, and Unblocked Shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. And for a limited time, we have our winter sale going on. So check the show notes if you are a new member signing up for a discount in order to join the pathway. Okay, now back to the episode. There's so many really cool energetics I just want to highlight of your process too, which is one expanders who had your background were very, very important to the process. So we can definitely have fragment expanders, expanders that might not have our full background or any of those things. But in your instance, in order to do something that you had never done before, you really needed to see to believe that it was possible for someone from your background to have this house of this size to come through and for that to feel possible at all. The other thing is as you're going through sort of the trigger and DI work and unblocking this feeling of worthiness around it, you're opening yourself up to what truly lights you up and what's authentic to you. So creating this Pinterest board of all of your images is connecting with your authentic self. You're pulling back the layers that are making you feel you can't connect with that authenticity. And then you're visually showing yourself, wait, this is a celebration of me. This is what feels most aligned for me. This is what excites me. This is what brings me joy. And it's no surprise really, but it it is so magical and kismet that what you wrote down as like your first time you're ever writing your own design for your own space to really feel seen and, you know, represented by your authenticity and creativity came through to the T in this home. And there's also this energetic of when you decided, you know what, I'm not going to be so rigid in we have to get the house here. We have to live here. Let's open it up. Maybe moving cities is the way to go right now. Just by opening and releasing the control of we have to do it in this way, you bumped yourself out of the magic dark and then were able to connect to your manifestation. That's so true. I honestly felt like I was holding on to a rope really, really tight. And then I just decided to let go. And when I did, I just felt like, did I try my best? I did. Did I find options here or in the same city? I did, but nothing that felt like a hell yes. It just felt like, "Mm, yeah, like a settle. And I really, really did not want to settle. And that's where I felt like as well, I bumped up my magnetism is when I felt like, no, I am worthy of more. It's not like I was even saying, I'm just going to settle for something or I don't want to make it sound like the options that were available were so horrible. They weren't. They were nice, but they were not something that made me feel very 
excited, like, yes, this is the space that I want to brainstorm ideas about work, or this is where I want to wake up in the morning. It just didn't feel aligned. I think that feeling is so important to hold on to when you're passing tests, because tests will look almost like everything you want. It's like when you're opening a lock, like the first two sort of uh, codes in the lock maybe click through, but that third piece, it just doesn't click. It doesn't feel right. And if you did it, you wouldn't fully unlock everything that you desired and everything that you wanted. And in a more outsider spiritual sense, you deserve to have the place that you want to wake up in the morning and that you want to create in. And I would imagine you're eventually going to bring your beautiful ideas to life in that home that are going to share with other people and continue on passing that excitement and joy to others. So it's like such this bigger process than even we can understand in the moment of why it's important to connect with the things that we feel deserving with. Yes, 100%. And I love that you felt that sort of lack come up and you're like, ah, okay, let me go take a breath. Just giving yourself that space to say, I see myself wanting almost like fear of rejection. Like, let me look at all the ways that I can't have this so I don't get my hopes up that I'm going to lose it because rejection's really scary. Let me just take a breath and know that I'm deserving and that what is meant for me will be mine. Yes, yes. But again, well, this is something I discussed with my, my friends as well. Like, I noticed myself allowing myself to take up space in this these kind of ways. So if I'm not feeling comfortable in something... I will extract myself from the situation, just like do a quick check-in. Okay, where are we, Hanan? What's coming up for you? It's like I connect back to this inner dialogue with myself and I make sure, okay, I know for sure that my inner dialogue, well, the inner dialogue that I want to have is like a healthy inner dialogue. When I find myself being really hard on myself or like how you said it, like lack coming up for me, these are the spaces within me that need healing. And I choose not to make decisions from those spaces. I don't want to make decisions from a space of lack, a place of lack within me. And I don't want to make a decision from a place of even overly excited sometimes, by the way. The more neutral I am, the more neutral, the more grounded, I I just feel more clear, more clear, more aligned. I resonate with that so much because I'm in human design, I'm a generator. And so when I get really excited about something, I can tell like it's that generator buzzy energy that's coming up. But sometimes if it gets too, almost like too heady, like I'm spinning in the clouds or something with excitement for something, I'm like, okay, I need to ground back down into my body before I can get a clear answer or solution to what I'm trying to do. Even if it feels really good and exciting and buzzy and all of those things, I really need to ground back into my body to get that it's really kind of connecting with your highest self energy. It's like getting your highest self to come forward that wasn't impacted by pain, shame, programming, any of that stuff, and just has sort of that guidance for you. Yeah. Talk about the phone bill manifestation. 
Oh my God. That was really, really, I just noticed my body went like, my body just had some sort of a reaction, like high, high sense of fear. I traveled after two years of not traveling to visit my friends. I had a friend that just recently moved uh, to Egypt and Turkey and Egypt is like really close. So she was like, come over and just pop over for a quick visit. I did. And I just didn't think to call my, my cell phone provider and put on a, a roaming service. Bearing in mind that I didn't make any phone calls while I was traveling. I might have used the internet every now and then just like for locations when I, when I was in an Uber or whatever. Anyways, I come back home and I find my phone was disconnected. I was like, okay, I have to pay my bill. I got a text message and it said 2000 something Turkish lira in Turkish. Well, I, I thought I saw 2000. Uh, my husband was processing some bills and I was like, oh, can you pay my phone bill while you're on it? He's like, oh, how much is it? I'm like, it's 2000 plus. He, and that's a lot. 2000 is still considered a lot. So I'm in the kitchen, like cooking something and he starts screaming. It's not 2000. It's 20,000 <gasps> Turkish lira, oh. which comes around 2,800 US dollars. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you're lying. You're, you're, that's not true. Stop playing it. You're, you're pranking me or something. This, this is not true. And he runs down. He looks like he saw, like, I don't know, a ghost. And he's like, see? And he's showing me on his phone. And I'm like, what do you mean 20,000? What does this mean? And I'm like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I call the phone company and they're like, yeah, you're ran up your data something. And I'm like, but I didn't even you, I didn't even make phone calls. And I started crying hysterically. I don't even know how this happened. So I'm thinking that I did a mistake. And the guy literally on the phone, on the customer, the customer Caroline, he's like cross-checking with me everything, the dates, the times. And he's let, just telling me, this is the pricing for data while you're traveling. This is how what the price is. Anyways, I hang up and I'm just like hyperventilating. I'm in tears. I'm entering this extreme victim. I'm a victim zone. I just feeling really sorry for myself. How did this even happen? Oh, and I was like, what if, what will happen if I don't pay the phone bill? So I call back and he's like, then you'll be contacted by our lawyers. And he tells me lawyers and I'm like, oh my God, lawyers, what is this? This is like, <laughs> I've never, what do you mean a lawyer? I have, do I have to get a lawyer? Like, and I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just gonna tap into my savings and pay this amount. It is what it is. It's very difficult, but I'm just gonna do it. I call a few of my friends telling them my experience and my other friend was like, oh, the same happened to my husband. He was traveling through Europe. He experienced something similar, but it was 2000 euros. And I'm like, this is not helping. <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> You're just expanding me that this is possible and I don't want that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I decided with my husband that we'll pay it. And I just kept saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how I did this to us. I'm really sorry. I felt really embarrassed. I felt a lot of shame and I just felt like I said, very sorry for myself. So on the day, I didn't do anything. I decided not to call anybody. I just just took some time and just like sat with this feeling of extreme sadness. Honestly, I just felt sad that I have to pay this big amount on something. Like I was going to buy furniture for the house with that money. And then now I have to pay a phone bill. I called them the next day and I asked to speak to a manager. And uh, he's like, I'll let the manager call you. And the manager called me in an hour and he just said, this phone call's recorded. How can I help you? And I just said, I did a mistake. I traveled without asking for like a, a travel bundle, what whatnot. He's like, if you would have called 
and asked for a bundle of some sort and it didn't pull through, we, I could have helped you, but I don't know if I can help you in this situation. You, you didn't do anything. You didn't call or ask or you just traveled and you, you didn't set this. So I was like, okay, so are you telling me that I have to pay this phone bill? I'm telling you it was a mistake. I'm really sorry. He's like, okay, I'm going to try my best to figure something out to just bring down the phone bill the best I can and I'll get back to you in a few days. And I'm like, how many days? I need to know how many days. He's like, give me three to four days. <laughs> and I had a lot coming up for me. Now, I really want to just take a moment here. And I do not at all mean to or make this sound like I'm bashing where I came from. I love Saudi Arabia. I born and raised there. I have so many great memories. And it's a really phenomenal country on many fronts. But I struggled a lot with male authority figures growing up. And this specifically really triggered me because I felt like the fact that he was a man, maybe if, if a woman called me, it was might have, might have felt different. I just felt like this man has this power over me. I know this sounds really exaggerated, but I felt extremely triggered. My fate is in this man's hands. That's how it felt, though that wasn't the case, but that's how my body felt. That's how the emotion felt within me. And almost powerless, probably. Yes, that's the word powerless. Like I felt like mm -hmm. my fate is in this man's hands and it's up to him. And if he's in a good mood or if, if he really wanted to help me, he'll help me. But if he doesn't, he's not going to help me and I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. And it brought back a lot of memories because when I would do something like, I don't know, like a situation that my parents didn't like, they would uh, take my cell phone away from me. And that's what, uh, another thing that was coming up for me that, for me, that my phone was disconnected, so I couldn't make any calls or send any messages or anything. So I felt like I didn't have a phone. All of this stuff is coming up for me, like this male authority, my phone being disconnected, the money, and I'm just like, oh, I'm so triggered. I'm going to go do a trigger DI. Did the trigger DI. I did it two days in a row, and all the stuff was coming up for me, and I journaled everything out and answered all the the questions that follow the DI. And all of this came to surface and specifically certain situations from my childhood, when I say, not childhood, teenage years. And I just went and reprogrammed them. I just kept like reprogramming how, how would this version of Hanan, the healed version of Hanan, how would she go back and support the younger Hanan? And I did that several times in the DI. Like I would visualize a scenario and go and support myself at those, those times. And he calls me back after four days. He goes, your bill went from 20,000 to 2000. Wow. And I, it was so big. It's, it felt like somebody just like, just gave me this ticket and just said, okay, you're, you're free. It just felt like somebody just, okay, you're free now. You're free. And even my husband couldn't believe it. Like until my phone came back on and I paid the bill and it was on again, I was like, this is real. This really happened. It seemed like a miracle, honestly. If you're comfortable, talk about the $4,000 that you had stolen, because I think that story highlights also this feeling of intense trigger for financial amount leaving without your pre-planning for it. Ah, thank you for reminding me of that because, okay, that's one of the situations as well that was coming up for me is that when I, I saved 
some money. It was less, a little bit less than $4,000. Anyways, that was a lot of money for me. So I, this was my hard-earned money. And I went out and I visited a friend who was a male friend. And again, things have changed dramatically over the years, but girls going and seeing a male friend in Saudi is a bit frowned upon. In some situations, it's really, really a very big problem for, for families. But we all did it. We all saw our male friends. We just didn't tell our family. So I went and this friend apparently had another friend over that I didn't know. And we were out doing something out in the garden. And then I had money in an envelope in my purse that I just, I just had with me. I was, I think I was going to go deposit it in the bank or, or something. I can't remember exactly what I was doing with it, but I, it was in my purse. I leave the house. I'm in the car heading back home and I realize the money's not there, but I just had it with me. I, I had it with me. And I remember feeling so helpless because I called my friend. I'm like, by the way, I had money in your house. It was in my bag. Can you please search your house? He's like, it's not there. It's not here. And my something in me was telling me his friend took the money. His friend took the money. But I felt so helpless. So I went back home. I was supposed to travel with this money. So that was money that we we're going to travel to Greece, a few, me and my, a few of my friends. And then I couldn't travel because I didn't have the money. And I couldn't tell my parents that I lost the money because they would have asked me, what do you mean you lost the money? And honestly, I'm not the best liar. So even if I said, oh, I lost it at the mall or something or whatever, it would have showed. And I just felt so heartbroken that I know the money was stolen here. And then I found out later that from my friend that, yes, this guy did steal the money, my friend did steal the money, but it was too late. I wish I would have been able to tell my parents to go and confront this guy. I just felt very helpless, very powerless, like you said. And the way I would have wanted the situation to happen, honestly, is I would have been able to tell my parents I was at my friend's house and the money got stolen. And then they would both come up to me and say, I'm so sorry for what happened and here's money. You can still travel. But that was, at the time, that was, that was no way that was going to happen. I would have been really in trouble and would have been maybe told, you deserve it. You went over to this boy's house and you didn't tell us. And that alone is a, a really bad thing that you did. So that's what I kept reprogramming. I'm like, I went back to myself and just gave myself that money back again. I think that's so powerful because as you think about your younger self experiencing that, all of those same dynamics came up with this phone bill. An extremely high amount. You couldn't get your furniture or you couldn't travel. Intertwined, same thing. You, you're not allowed to have something. It was a male at the helm that was responsible for taking this thing from you. You know, you felt powerless in the situation. You felt shame like you had done something wrong. It's all the exact same energetics between them. It's all the same things. It's almost like a metaphor for the same situations. And so it's bringing up all the same emotions within you. And this is why the subconscious work is so powerful because when we have these painful situations, now all of our adult situations are layered with all of these memories and emotions and feelings that haven't really been fully processed through. And until we can say, oh my gosh, I'm feeling all of these things because of all of these painful things from before, how can I self-soothe? How can I give myself what I needed in that situation? Now we can not only approach, you know, how you felt about the phone bill differently, but you can actually change the outcome of what happens from there, which is just so wild. It is. This is the, the, the magic of 
this kind of work is understanding that you can take the power back by, okay, like even from a scientific point of view, we have these neural pathways. The way I understand it is like, I have this memory. I can actually go back and rewrite this memory if I wanted to. I can go back. And you use the word energetics. The situation is not the same. It's not the exact same, but it's there's some similarity there. It does seem that kind of, there was shame there, there was shame here. And there's something, I don't know how we'll be able to link this, but like something powerful that I, I read recently, your nervous system doesn't know that you're a 30-year-old uh, grown adult uh, making a salary or working at a job, a very successful job. Your nervous system still thinks you're a young child and it still needs your parents to take care of you. So as much as we're growing physically in this body, there is inner child, all these, not just our inner child, I feel like all our ages, yeah, Hanan at 32 is still there, Hanan at 31, Hanan at 20, 19, 18, and all of these things that are stuck that weren't fully expressed or fully seen are, are stuck. And these stuck parts of Hanan are what's blocking me from manifesting all the things that I that I want to manifest in my life. And I can take the power back by saying, I can go back. I can actually free myself and express that or share that or cry that out. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it is doable. I think just having the understanding that, you know, because I can imagine someone listening be like, oh my gosh, I have so many things I have to unblock and so many pain points thinking back, it can feel overwhelming. And actually someone DM me this the other day. They're like, do you ever just get so overwhelmed with all the things you need to unblock thinking everything's blocking you? You would be surprised just going down the rabbit hole of your memory on one instance that's triggering you right now, how that helps clear other things. You manifesting and unblocking to get the house helps set you up to get all of your other manifestations. It's not, you know, a one-to-one ratio. It's this web underneath of neural architecture that once you start healing one part, well, that webs to this and that and this other thing. And now you start healing so many things just with one sort of healing session with yourself, which is really, really powerful. Definitely. Like I was telling you before we started the podcast, like even now showing up to this poet podcast and speaking, or even the YouTube submission, that alone for me unblocks so many things for me because I was telling you, I have a story in my head that says, uh, you're not intellectual enough. All the people that come on the expanded podcast speak so much better than you. And they're going to be, they express so much better than you. So that voice is there. But, and then I'm like, I'm going to show up anyways. <laughs> I'm going to share the best I can. And just doing this unblocks so many opportunities for me in the future as well. Just because I am telling my brain, I'm actually showing up for myself and saying, yeah, I am worthy of doing this. And it was so interesting too, because when I reached out about you coming on the podcast, you had, and you know, top secret info for now, but stay tuned and follow along. You had another huge manifestation come through about you being seen in a new way. So I think it all sort of piggybacks on each other that once you're expanded and unblocked in one space, it's like, you know, unlocking different levels and it's allowing space for you to just be seen and feel safe and evolve in a really natural way. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. 
And then just give us some tips on the the assistant, because I know a lot of people have difficulty, you know, when hiring for their business. And you had mentioned being so overwhelmed by so many submissions. So how did you approach that manifestation? I was looking for somebody part-time committed to doing the work on themselves, like somebody that is willing to really take accountability over themselves. Like I wanted to be able to obviously guide somebody, but I don't want to micromanage somebody, really hold them. Like holding you by the hand in the beginning is great. And then trusting you enough that I can share with you important information and getting things done and just having a sense that I can depend on you. I had a few people that worked with me, but honestly, it wasn't the right match. So the story in my head kept telling me, oh, it was going to be too difficult, going to be too difficult. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to manifest this person. On my Instagram account, I just asked, if you're looking for a job, part-time job, and put down the things that I was looking for. I was clear, like uh, English and Arabic, part-time. Yeah, that had like a good computer that is good with writing, writing in English and in Arabic and in translation. So I was like clear on the things that I needed this person to do. I got over a hundred in, I don't know, 28 applications and I had to go through every single one of them. And then this phenomenal being comes up. Her name is Tamara. She submitted and then she submitted another submission with a video. And when I watched her video, I was like, wow, this is her. When I saw her video, there was something, again, I feel like our our body tells us something as well. I've learned to really listen to how my body responds to things. And honestly, I don't get it right all the time. I do not. But I feel like the more I listen to it, the more I strengthen this muscle. Oh, I got it right this time. And the feeling for me, it's a subtle feeling. I feel it somewhat in my my belly, my gut, but it's not a strong, intense feeling. It's just like a small little nudge. I had a, a Zoom call with her and I immediately felt like, she is the one. But the thing is, what I needed to work around specifically with the assistant is somebody that I can fully trust. I think trust for me with work, with like having access to my emails, I was a bit sensitive towards that. Yeah, like kind of being vulnerable in a sense, like you're sharing this with them, but you have to really trust that they're not going to do anything with this because you feel exposed in a way. And I was actually looking for somebody to help brainstorm with me so I can come off maybe to some, a few people that I'm all over the place, but I need somebody to not judge me, like in the way I work, the way I process information. And she just came through and she was able to to be that person for me. She holds the space for me very, very powerfully, better than I could have imagined, honestly. So I trust her. She's been working with me now for four months and yeah. Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. That's such a good story too on trusting your pings and allowing that to help guide you to the manifestation, like listening to what you feel in your body, what you feel, what feels like a yes, what feels like a no, and being able to discern between the two. And then let's just end off here. What is one piece of advice you would give someone who is going through this work or thinking about going through this work? Like what what would you tell yourself before you signed up for the To Be Magnetic process? What was something you maybe needed to hear or something that would really, I guess, inspire you to continue on their, their self-exploration journey? Well, this is what I would want to tell myself, that you're worth carving out this time in your day. We can all get busy, but I find myself 
getting busy with things that I feel are so important, but showing up and doing this kind of work is as important as anything else. So I could find a million reasons not to do a DI or my daily practice, but the more I did, the more miracles would happen in my life. So I feel like show up, show up. You are worth this time, show up. And it doesn't have to be something very long because in the beginning I would overwhelm myself. I would be committed to doing, I don't know, like 30 minutes and really like, I'm like, no, you can just do simple things. Like you can just do a DI today. One thing that I'm very, it's like a, a ritual that I do not miss out on is unblocked full moon. I do that every month. I do have a practice throughout the week, but before I found myself being very hung up on having to do this every single day. But now I just like in the calendar, I would put in two to three times a week. I do a DI alongside the unblocked full moon. And I just find this my own, my own rhythm. I would either overwhelm myself or not show up at all. So just finding that balance and showing up, you're worth it. Oh, love that. So well said. Hanan, this has been such a pleasure. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you and I know it's going to be so expansive for our audience. So I just thank you so much for taking the time and talking with us today. Thank you so much, Jessica. It really, really, really means a lot to me. I, For me personally, I just, I feel very seen. So I, I really, really appreciate this opportunity. Yes. Uh, well, we'll see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs>